G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Have you ever blown it? I mean, completely blown your relationship with God? It was all going along just fine, and then you went out there and you seemed like, ah, like you wouldn't believe. And the whole God thing, the whole Jesus thing, seems to be completely blown out of the water. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to the program today as we take another look at your life from a different perspective. I've certainly been there at that point where God seemed a million miles away, not because he'd up and left, but because I'd blown it. You know, a sick feeling in your stomach when you wake up in the morning and you remember how through your thoughts or your actions or your deeds, you turned your back on God again. Again. Why did I do that? You remember Jesus hanging there on the cross and you feel so ashamed that you treated him in this way. Maybe you stole something. Maybe you had a terrible argument with your wife or your husband and you told them it was over in a fit of rage. Maybe it was sexual immorality and you feel so dirty. I had a message on Facebook recently from a woman in the UK who lives on the street who found herself in such a place. This is what she wrote to me. Hi, Bernie. Can I ask you a really serious question? The word says all sorts of things about not being sexually active if you're professing to be a Christian, right? Well, to put a long story short, my government support checks have stopped. And so, in desperation, two nights ago, I went out on the game to earn some money because I'm in so much debt. I've now got a real huge dose of the guilts for degrading myself in this way. I feel repulsed in my own reflection. And, and no matter how many times I shower, I just cannot get to feel clean. All that and the fact that each time I think of what I am, I physically get sick and vomit. Thing is, each time since, all I've been drawn to reading in the scripture are those that condemn me for my actions. I recall on one of your radio shows that you say there's no sin that's unforgivable, but this must come close, right? Is there anything I can do to make things right with God, or have I blown it totally now? This isn't a made-up story. This is a real-life situation. This woman suffered. I said to her, What makes you think that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is not sufficient for you? He died so that every sin of yours and mine could be forgiven, including this one. And then I shared with her John chapter 8, verses 1 to 11. Then each of them went home while Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in that morning he came again to the temple, and all of the people came to him. And he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. And making her stand before all of them, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now, in the law of Moses, we're commanded to stone such a woman. What do you say? They said this to test him, so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and he said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone. And once again he bent down and wrote in the ground. 
When they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. And Jesus was left alone with a woman standing before him. And Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way. And from now on, don't sin again. So I said to this woman, Be blessed as you are washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. Go and sin no more. And what I wrote there to this woman applies equally to you and me. We are forgiven when we turn back to Jesus. So my suggestion, keep short accounts with the Lord. Don't tarry about outside. Come into the Holy of Holies, into his presence, and cast yourself completely on his mercy. That's the whole point of the cross. But we need something more than forgiveness. We need the power to turn away from repeating the sin over and over again. One of the things that seems to happen is we get stuck in one sin. It it may be sexual immorality, it may be anger or fear or whatever your particular brand of sin is, and we get stuck in it. So we go to God and we ask him to forgive us through Jesus Christ, and then we turn around and we end up going out and doing exactly the same thing again. And so King David, who after committing adultery and murder and being held to account by one of God's prophets, King David casts himself on the mercy of God, but he asks him for something more than forgiveness. Have a listen. Psalm 51, verses 1 to 12. Oh, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you alone have I sinned, and done what's evil in your sight. So you're justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. I I was born guilty, a sinner, when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inner being. Therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, blot out my iniquities, and create in me a clean heart, O God. Put a new and a right spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence, and don't take away your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit. So he goes to God, he admits his sin fully, He'd taken another man's wife and then effectively had that man murdered so he could keep her as his. It doesn't get much worse than that, eh? He admits his transgressions, and like that woman wrote to me on Facebook, his sin is ever before him. The gap between who God is and who David is, now that he's done this massive thing, is so big. So David asks God for two things. Firstly, hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. In other words, God, please forgive me. You and I have been there plenty of times, and as I said, no matter how large the sin, no matter how bad or ugly or brutal the sin, we should never shy away from going to God and asking Him to forgive us through the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross. But secondly, David realises he needs help cleaning up his act, cleaning himself on the inside, so that he doesn't end up going there again. So he asks his God, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. In other words, David here is asking for an amazing miracle on the inside. He's asking God to change his heart, to clean up the mess. He's asking the Holy Spirit, the new and right spirit that he talks about, to perform a powerful miracle and give him a new heart. This is so important. 
I've heard people say, we can choose not to sin. Sure, in theory, that might be correct. But if it was true in practice, we wouldn't need Jesus. We wouldn't need the cross. We wouldn't need the empty tomb or the Holy Spirit. There are some sins that you and I fall into time and time again because try as we do to clean up our act in our own strength, we can't. Well, let me tell you, straight to your face, that's the way it is. You can't. You and I don't have the power to do that. Only God does through the presence of his spirit in us. And and this creation of a new heart is a miracle. Really, it is, in my view, one of the most powerful miracles that God ever performs. And he performs this one miracle in the hearts of people around the globe who ask him for it over and over again. This is a miracle makeover from the inside out. And let's face it, when we have a change of heart by the power and the mercy and the grace of God, doing what our heart desires, honouring God, is the most natural thing in the world. Why do so many of us try to clean up our act on our own? What's the matter with us that we don't get it? Create in me a new heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit in me. Now, that's what I call a miracle. Hey, social media is a great way to stay connected to your friends and the world around you. And we'd like to invite you to be part of the Christianity Works community. The Christianity Works community is full of daily thoughts and devotions and inspirations. So no matter what kind of day you're having, you can be encouraged. If you're on Facebook, search for the Christianity Works page and like us. When you do, you'll see some encouragement from your friends and community at Christianity Works, including free booklet downloads from time to time. But more than that, it's a library of thoughts and verses that you can share with your friends and family. So we'll be sharing God's Word together. It's a great way to share the good news of Jesus amongst all the chaos. Amen. So, like Christianity Works on Facebook, be encouraged and blessed, and share some of that with your friends as well. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.